0: Imagine building a more successful hypnosis business just in the next 10 days. To learn how, please visit WorkSmartHypnosis.com and take the 10-Day Hypnosis Business Challenge. Yours free today.
1: Welcome to the WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back, it's Jason Lynette here with WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 22, and this is a very special program that I've been wanting to put out there for quite some time, and I'll give you a bit of the preamble to this and then introduce the very special guest I have here to discuss it with me, uh, but the whole concept of being uh, a host for guest training events, and here to share a conversation about that today is Cheryl Elman. Cheryl, good to have you here.
0: Great to be here, Jason. And I know it's it's a topic we've discussed on numerous occasions. Um, we've had the opportunity, Larry and I, the wonderful opportunity of traveling in the last few years, and we have um, spoke we have spoken in 14 countries, including the U.S. and and in multiple cities within some of the countries. And we've had some really good hosts that make it worthwhile. You know, Larry's going on. 76 and i'm right there in my 60s now and it, traveling can be real difficult it could be difficult that it's it's just can be very uncomfortable getting places and when you're especially schlepping all the stuff <laughs> between you know you're you're sometimes we've been out there for 60 days going from one to the other because once you've flown across the pond it's easier for us to just go to the next city Mm -hmm. so we'll sort of string them together um and uh so it's sometimes very difficult to uh to think through all the steps yeah and having wonderful hosts makes such a difference
1: and for those who may not know you, uh, your husband is Larry Elman, who is the son of Dave Elman, and the class that for the most part the two of you travel around and train is best practice of, of Dave Elman.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, it is our goal to continue Dad's um, legacy, and um, and uh, people are interested in his work um, and, and want us to come. Um, and sometimes we do it in English, and sometimes we use... Um, translators and sometimes we use interpreters with the booths and and uh, the earphones feel mm-hmm. like we're at the UN so <laughs> it's it was very different at the beginning doing it but uh, where where sometimes it was a little tougher was after the class was over and then you have a uh, first group that we did that with was in Switzerland and it was German uh, speaking people and there were some people that spoke absolutely no English, mm-hmm. and they would sit down to have an earnest discussion with us at the bar after the class. Yeah, And so what is really great when the host also has provided us with somebody to you know, sort of assign some people to us before we got to know people and ask mm-hmm. ourselves of just sort of hang out with us so they can, so they can translate so we could speak to the people that were just German speaking and still be able to enjoy them after class too. Yeah. So that was, that was like such a little thing, but it makes such a big difference.
1: And I'd share, let's kind of go from a bigger picture perspective first. We're recording this here at the Mid-America Hypnosis Conference, which is a great event where there's people coming in from this event all over the world, and not everybody is able to attend conventions. Not able everybody's able to get out to these events. So I'd share – I could actually thank a local hypnotist in my area, Tim Horn, um, who was the first opportunity that I had when he connected with me and said – Inez Simpson does a wonderful class. I'd love to have you host her. And the three of us partnered together and put on an event about maybe, I think, about two years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've hosted you and Larry. I've hosted uh, Inez Simpson now twice. Uh, had Roy Hunter in. had, um, who else? Uh, Sheila Granger, Mark Carlin. Just last weekend, I had Shawn Michael Andrews. And the biggest thing that I've found is the takeaway, is that you suddenly... Turn this one event into its own little mini convention that not only is it the information of everyone who's there learning from this one instructor or these several instructors, whatever the case may be, but you have, it's all of a sudden, it's like that, well, to use the language, it's a meetup on steroids because you've got everyone there for one specific goal. But at the same time, it's the side conversations at lunch. It's the people getting together. We had for Sean Michael Andrews. I wasn't there for this, but people were getting together at a local restaurant and bar and practicing there actually at this local restaurant. So it becomes this wonderful experience to just gather people together and just connect everybody for the same common good you had an interesting experience of uh, I forget which country it was but a an event that was thrown together in a matter of a few weeks
0: yes we were um heading out we were going to be speaking in um on a a boat in the Danube we got to teach (laughs) in Hungary in Budapest which was lovely and we were going to then uh, my grandfather on my father's side came from Hungary so we were going to do A lot of touring in Hungary and get more of a feel for the country and then we were going to be hosted by Eugene Papa Mm -hmm. over in Romania and we were going to also do a little more train getting to um, to to uh, explore the country there and all of a sudden I got this call from somebody through social media uh, in Poland going can you come here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think it was only three and a half weeks out, roughly, from when we were coming, and he put together a class, a really good sized class, and he managed to do that. Um, and he contacted um, other other uh, trainers, different modalities. One was er- Ericksonian, one was more NLP. Uh, I don't remember what the other ones. So they actually were trainers in Poland, but. That sort of did different things. And it almost became like a mini conference for them. Mm-hmm. They all brought students and they, you know, to come together for this best practice of Dave Ellman. And it came together very quickly. And he got the interpreter and the interpretation booth. And um, it, it, I was just amazed. So, Michal, you did such a phenomenal <laughs> job. That was the shortest put together class. Yeah. And- But um, to
1: chunk up from that story, it really proves the benefit of having a real cohesive local community where everyone gets together everyone's friendly and the instructors the practitioners all communicate with each other well right. and work with
0: each other yes yeah and and even if they didn't normally pool together but pooling together resources um, is a great way to be able to bring in speakers and then once you start bringing in speakers they get they get a taste for it and they want more right you know so right now I have two people that I had never trained together. In Portugal looking to put together Mm -hmm. and um, so so that they'd have enough people to bring us to Portugal in March yeah so I'm excited about that
1: so so far we've talked about just in terms of business strategy that just the value of having a list which would be for the instructors, their individual students that they've actually trained so far, as well as the local community that's there as well. And I'd actually point back to uh, previous podcast session number five, List Building 101. The list that I use to sell these events is basically using the same strategies that I've used to get the clients in the office. Um, I'd share a couple of quick points just in terms of promoting these events that just content is king. Uh, I know that when I hosted you and Larry, when we taught the class together, we did, um, it was a Google Hangout that we did, that a wonderful little trick you can do in Google Hangouts is that you can actually, the Google Hangouts Live, the video then goes to YouTube, and if you wanna get really extra credit, and I borrowed this idea from Sean Michael Andrews, once it's up on YouTube, you can download it, then add a titles, and then stick it back up there again and make it look really nice. Um, which is exceptionally nice for when, what, we spend like three minutes going, is this working? And it was. (laughs) (laughs) So it's very forgiving after the fact, but getting videos out there, um, you, Larry, and I are teaching a certification program together. We're so excited about that. Yeah, and we'll have information about that soon, but that's going to be in the uh, Northern Virginia area. It's a nine-day course, July 18th through twenty-six. Um, this is for people who are looking to become certified in hypnosis. It's also for people who are already certified and would like the opportunity to train with the three of us together. But specifically, I give the example of, and you'll see this in the next couple of months as well. While we're here, we're shooting a number of videos. We're doing this program as well. It's all about producing that content. If you go to, uh, I'll leave the site live, go to smaclass.com, and that's just a redirect. You've heard me talk about vanity URLs before, it redirects to a longer website. But that's the page that I put together to promote the event with Shawn Michael Andrews. So there we were at HypnoThoughts Live, shooting several videos to slowly trickle out and promote the event. So I would share, you know, it's a funny thing that you often would hear of events being canceled or lightly attended. And promoting these things is really not that difficult. Just a small dash of creativity. Videos are great. Sending out emails to a list are great. Connecting is, you just shared the story with other instructors. What other things have you seen to be effective for just helping to pack the house for these events?
0: Um, I think their enthusiasm. And... Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, as we go around and speak, you know, part of, you know, how we uh, we were had a panel just a few days ago on global Mm -hmm. um, hypnosis. And you know you end up like we happen to work a lot with Sean Michael Andrews. We have some joint products. We've taught together. Um, you know, John. I've I've learned and taken some business coaching with John Weir. So as you're going around and teaching, and you're mentioning their names, Roy Hunter. You know, um, we have found that we have followed each other around. Yeah. And so you have a group of of hypnotists that help promote you. Um, at the same time, and vice versa, so that also helps. Mm-hmm. Um, having other people mention it in uh, to their lists, um, and um, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I you know I think it, I think Scott we were just listening to Scott Sandlin who uh, gave the keynote remotely here. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, one of the things he said is you need to keep learning, and you need to get out and learn from different people. And I think that was part of the thing when you just mentioned our course. Mm -hmm. You know, um, every time I have sat through somebody's certification course, I've learned something different. Mm -hmm. I've always, I have always come through every class going away with something new. A new way of thinking about it, a new way of doing it. Oh, that's interesting.
1: And I flash back to, it actually wasn't an event that I was hosting, but it was a friend in the area that was teaching a class. And I sent it out to my list just to promote it. promote the events that even just aren't mine as well of course Mm -hmm. just whatever out there is good and the response back I got from someone who I highly respect was oh I did that about 10 years ago I don't have to do that again when there are so many classes that I very openly share um, and I say this without ego but occasionally I'll have a student of mine ask what about this event you've got coming up what about this event and I'd very openly share I only host the events that I feel are of quality. Um, I of course won't mention who, but there are several people who have reached out to me to say, "Hey, I want to come to your school and train." And there may be some specific reasons, and I may give a constructive piece of advice as to why I don't think it's a great fit. You know, we need to raise that bar of the education. But I've referenced that I had Roy Hunter at my school for specifically the reason of uh, I wanted to revisit that information again myself. I wanted to, when the opportunity came up to host Inez Simpson for the second year in a row. Wonderful. I love the advances. I love the wonderful nuances she's been bringing to everything that she does. So just that thirst for more information, that thirst for more knowledge, you know, when you stop learning, that's the time to start to find something else to do, I think.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, This is not about getting your basic certification and then I'm done, Yeah. you know. um, you really do need to renew and and learn on and i guess i am very fortunate that we attend so many conferences Mm -hmm. and that we've been invited so many places um i think part of the thing i love about traveling and teaching uh for both larry and i is working with the hosts because we always make them part of the (laughs) class yeah you know so so they become that third instructor you know and um and it, it also gives an infusion in of, of new interpretations of mm-hmm. our stuff or yeah. bringing the cultural aspects of it. Now, I want to say as far as hosts, uh, it's important to really, you know, you were saying you, you, it had to be a fit. Mm-hmm. I put together something very last minute once and not knowing the person that was sponsoring or hosting us very well. And I have to say it was not a good fit. Mm-hmm. It was not a good fit teaching style-wise, personality-wise. So now I am... I I definitely make sure that we Skype a few times that we have conversations and even if we have different views that's mm-hmm. okay but the chemistry needs to be there. Yeah. I think one of the things that you know the three of us have is great chemistry, you know, and um, when we're teaching together. Sean, Michael Andrews and Larry are have great chemistry, always have when they're teaching together. You know, um, and Larry and I are developing good chemistry. We have our sh- <laughs> we have our shtick, and exactly, it's interesting yeah. because, uh, really, Dave Elman was the instructor, but Paulina Elman was also instructing at every class yes. with him. Yeah. So I think it's important, also as a host, to make it easy um, for, for your guests, Mm -hmm. um, you know, get picking them up at the airport or arranging transportation. Right. Um, and
1: I've seen a nice mixture of people that I have asked the question of, I can pick you up. And I I would actually share, this is probably one of those areas where, um, I could be a little bit better, but I'm open with people about, um, I like to be home with my family. I like to see my kids at the end of the night. So if it's a three day class, let's pick one night. And all of us go out together right. that one night. Um, and I'll always give the option of, I can pick you up at the airport, I can cover a taxi, I can pay for a rental car, right. and just offering the options, what's best for you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, where it came in really important for us is uh, one of the tours we did on 60 Days on the Road. <laughs> um, only when we were in Zurich were people driving on the quote unquote right side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and and so going to all these other countries, England, Hong Kong, Australia, Singapore, we were not comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, neither of us have ever driven on the other side of the road. And then you add in there lots of luggage, mm-hmm. not knowing where we're going, fatigue from driving. So to us it's important, somebody come get us. Yeah. yeah. And and, and <laughs> you know, when I was younger, you know, we would hop on a train and do stuff but mm-hmm. we're not anymore so that for us making it the the hosts that have gone out of their way to you know to mm-hmm. help us in that respect uh you know we couldn't larry couldn't do a lot of walking so that they t- took us on a lot of driving tours mm-hmm. yeah you know so we're already there taking a little time to spend and 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 giving us or if they couldn't somebody mm-hmm. took us uh there you know above and beyond in slovenia uh, they wanted us to see the underground caves in Postojna and lots of up and down and they actually rented a wheelchair mm. for Larry and 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 Boris was is he runs up mountains yeah. and he he was pushing Larry up and down <laughs> in these caves You know, occasionally Larry would get up and walk, you know, walk up a hill. But that was like so above and beyond, but he really wanted him to experience (laughs) it. So that was really fun.
1: And I can flash back to when we had Sheila Granger in town, driving in the D.C., going to the gates in front of the White House. And, of course, the joke is, oh, they didn't know we were coming, so we can't go inside. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So let's talk for a moment just because this is something that pops up in this category of just the business side of things. So for the most part, what I've seen is that uh, the host is responsible for the travel expenses. Yes. And then and I'll give you a tip on that in a moment. But the host is responsible for the travel expenses. And then the profits of the class are then split in some form. Right. For the most part, that's what I tend to see. And I'd share the quick tip that for the most part, when I've hosted events, I will coordinate it so it's in conjunction with something the person is already doing. So for example, um, with uh, Sean Michael Andrews the other weekend, he lives out in Germany now. Mm-hmm. So rather than having to foot the cost of a flight from Germany and back, planning it specifically while he was already coming into the States for this convention, and then coordinating it. So we did that that weekend. then he's up here. Um, the Hypnobirthing Conclave was in Sterling, Virginia last year, which Roy Hunter was speaking at last year. So sure enough, we hosted the event uh, the weekend before at right. my center, which is actually a nice event. And, and I'd share this anecdote real quick because we had originally planned specifically, let's just do the two day age regression class that he offers. Specifically because at Hypnobirthing the following weekend, he was already doing the parts therapy class so we were very respectful of this event was already happening somewhere else in town which of course then we were getting a lot of demand of why is he not doing the parts therapy class so we then reached out to mickey Mongan, referenced the class and she of course gave us the blessing so he taught parts therapy basically twice in two weeks in the same neighborhood but to two very different audiences Right. So I think it's always good to connect back with whatever conventions are going on, connect back with whatever classes are going on. Um, and, that's,
0: I, and that is how I plan our travel. For example, uh, Iceland wanted us to come back and teach in March, and we had that scheduled. Mm-hmm. And so we're already going over there. And um, it's really, if you're going to Europe to stop and go through Iceland, is virtually Hardly any other expense, and sometimes the cheapest way to get to europe <laughs> so um just so you know and and so when when we're going that's when we put in Portugal and we put in Denmark, and that way the the overseas gets split up between mm-hmm. between in some in some way between all the locations, and then there's the yeah. the local travel, so that generally they also will cover the hotel um so
1: what would you recommend? And I've done a mixture of this. Uh, I've sometimes had the case where basically I was responsible for the sales page, I was collecting all the income and then paying the uh, the guest trainer. And then there have been other events where specifically for Virtual Gastric Band, I had a sales page, Mark Carlin had a sales page, Sheila Granger had a sales page, and then we just collected it all together. I, I think the biggest thing is just to keep everything organized. Yes. And the lesson learned from a class that I signed up for years ago, which was then unfortunately canceled, and that I had to kind of fight to get a refund on it. Um, To take the positive out of that experience, the money from the class does not exist until the certificates are in hand. So this is why specifically I'm a big fan of, I, I don't tend to use a lot of PayPal for my business. I have a separate merchant account. So all the funds live in PayPal. Because otherwise we're all we all can be guilty of this. You're looking at those funds that right. are coming in and you're fooled to think it's yours.
0: I also you have the op- option with PayPal to either have the money sweep into your account or just mm-hmm. let it accumulate. That's there. what I do. Yeah. And I let it accumulate there anyway. Yeah. Because it's always that last minute, of, God I really need some money. Oh, let me go look. It's Which, like an instant savings account. By the
1: me. way, a quick bookkeeping tip, and this is my fault as of two thousand thirteen, and it's fixed now for fourteen. Have two different PayPal accounts. Have a personal one for, you know, random junkie buy online. And then have a business one because right. otherwise it's a real nightmare and um cost me several hundred dollars of bookkeeping to clean that up. Correct. It's all accounted for, but have two accounts the same reason you should have a business checking account, a business credit card, business savings and all of that. Correct. These things should be separate. But I do something that um, I can knock on marble here in this uh, business center of the hotel, um, which is to say that I've never had any challenges with this. But if I know that you've got to book travel, I'll typically send it in advance, that it shouldn't be a burden for you to come to my area and do a class.
0: And that is a big help. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, people have offered to book it for us, but You know, I like to make sure I book it because we need a certain amount of time between planes. Mm -hmm. When they give you 56 minutes, we just can't get it. You know, wheelchairs, canes. I want to, and then if it's late... I want to leave at least a two-hour gap. Right. Um, so, so, and then I'm married. I hear to, that
1: with a three-hour uh, delayed flight coming out here.
0: Right, and and then I also am married to an aeronautical engineer. So I not only have to look at the times, what airline it is. Mm-hmm. I have to look at what equipment we're flying on because there are certain planes he <laughs> likes and certain planes he doesn't. Yeah. So booking comes with a responsibility. Mm. but um, So I always appreciate when they say, well, I'll book it and then, you know, or if, if I didn't have, sometimes those plane tickets have been $7,000 yeah. for the two of us, you know, big long ones. Um, So um, if they haven't given it to to us right away, to be able to wire it to us Mm -hmm. immediately after is also helped.
1: So I think the bigger picture here is just to kind of recap where we are so far, is it helps to advance everybody in the local community. It Mm -hmm. helps to build a better community. So it's a side effect of if you don't have this yet, this is a great strategy to strengthen that local community community. it's a great way to bring in just wonderful people to the local area. You know, it's part of what I do at conventions. I'm looking out for what is it that I find interesting? What is it that the local area could benefit from? Right. Uh, I'm here and there's certain people I've already talked to about, hey, when can we do this? when can we set this up? The other side of things is of course, it is a source of income for that host as well, depending on how the uh, the organ the organization tends to be made up. but I think the bigger picture is, just practice good business practices and make sure everything is covered. And it's that goal always just to make sure it's easy. You know, think of yourself as well, from your perspective and Larry's, here you are traveling across the world and to be there on your feet teaching a class for several days in a row and to do that with the challenge of. This wasn't thought through. The plane was not taken care of. Uh, We don't have a hotel room. Uh, (laughs) These little things just, which doesn't take a lot of work I found.
0: You know, I have to tell you, Europe, it was, uh, I didn't, the last time, I didn't have everything booked ahead of time because I was still adding things. Right. Yeah. So when I originally got the flight, I knew we were flying into one city. I think we went to Missouri to visit our grandson. Then we flew to, Um, hungry Mm -hmm. and then I knew we were leaving from um, from Zurich you know it's two months later Mm -hmm. and I didn't try to book anything everything because when I went to Australia I booked 10 legs of flights right and it was like a major thing sometimes it's cheaper and with all our luggage that we carry we decided we would use some trains so we actually went on overnight trains Mm Which was, by the way, very interesting, because to go to Zurich from the from uh, Amsterdam, we took this train and it said Munich. Well, we had been in Munich a few months earlier. Munich is in a totally different direction than Zurich, <laughs> and so and they said, oh no, you get on the Munich train. I'm going, no, no, we're going to Zurich. And they said, oh, you know, you're just in these cars in the middle of the night. The train stops. They split the train, and half the train wow. goes with one engine, and half the other. <laughs> so it, it's different. Haven't seen that and, before. <laughs> and sleeping in these little sleeper cars. Uh, so, but trying to book, if you're used to booking airfare, trying to look up mm-hmm. and book and call train stations, it's not an easy process right. to do. And you're looking up because you're looking in, uh, coming in on their, um, on their Google it's coming up in different languages you're mm-hmm. not always able to get english so it's not always as easy to book no, in between no. <laughs> so i've learned that's that that's why i this like doing time. them
1: in my neighborhood i've got the nice benefit of a local hypnotist who's also a real estate agent so uh, we can often use their classroom because they have more restrooms and fit more people but for the most part again it's making use of those local resources mm-hmm. um it's a nice little addition to call local hotels and set up a you know, sort of a discount if possible. Yeah, I have that at our they're, place They're too. very open to that. Um, it's also nice, for example, to fold in local restaurants and just make the entire experience very easy. Yes. Um, but I think the bigger picture here is just these things are really not that hard to promote. Right. Uh, I think the best advice that I've seen is to do a survey of people, have something that people can fill out, whether it's a meetup, whether it's a chapter meeting, whether it's even one of these types of events, and just ask people who they're interested in having in. So, for example, that's how the Roy Hunter event came to be because people at a Simpson's event were asking for Roy Hunter. Right. There are also a few people who wrote down Tony Robbins and I'd love to host him at my uh, office that will seat about 16 people. Um,
0: $10,000 per person. We'll
1: see what we can do. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I and I wanted to say, we were talking the other day and what did Don, uh Sean Michael Andrews said. Uh, well, you know, People ask how to how that I can come speak to them. And mm-hmm. he'd say, put a class together of fifteen people or yeah. twenty people and I'll come. Yeah. And and that's the same thing. Larry and I are talking seriously about jump. going cross country. Yeah. And we are looking to go and speak different places along Would the way. Would you rather
1: be asking the question of number of bodies and seats or a minimum income?
0: You know, and both I, are, both I, are act, options I actually do uh, we now have. It used to be we split everything, mm-hmm. um, and and then different people had different ideas of what the expenditure should be. Right, and so I now have learned a couple of times going and not making anything, but mm-hmm. just having our expenses paid which is good as mm-hmm. Shelley said the other day when we were in our, our conference it's nice to be able to travel like that but you know you still have to make some money yeah you know you still have those expenses at mm-hmm. home and stuff so now we actually do have a minimal mm-hmm. like that first x number of dollars you know pays for our weekend right uh our two-day event and then after that then and that and the, the expenses then we'll split so yeah. it's 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 made it both ways because just having that minimum, there's no major incentive mm-hmm. to fill that room. And yeah, we want right. to speak to a lot of people. So um, I think that it's a combination of both right. for us now.
1: So then if there's an instructor, if there's a hypnotist out there who wants to do an event like this, what would you recommend perhaps their first step? To take that leap and doing an event like this.
0: So, poll, like uh, with it, we may be going to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And so she polled her people to see how many people would be interested in taking yeah. this class, you know. Um, and then while we're going cross country, it's not always that weekend class, mm-hmm. it could also be the meetups like your Wednesday. I, I was coming up to take care of my new great, great niece, and I was <laughs> so excited I was going to be there on one of your meetups. Mm-hmm. I love coming to your meetups. Yeah. but. Would I normally travel ten hours round trip to come up? Right. You know, on a regular <laughs> basis, but whenever I can be up here, I love to come to the meetups. Yeah. So, um, so there could be NGH meetings. There could be meetings from different organizations, mm-hmm. looking and researching what those are, trying to connect with some of those people that um, that you know would like to host something, and then doing a connect the dots. How can we get there? How can we get back? You know, we want to drive our little. Prius. Yeah. The three of us: Rosie Elman, Larry Elman, and Cheryl Elman, going across country. If you have not friended
1: Rosie Elman on Facebook, yes. find her. Yes, yes. <laughs> she's our hypno
0: dog. She's wonderful.
1: And how can people find you online?
0: We are, we are at www um, I'm having. A, I have three websites now. I'm, I'm just having way. a thing. It's it's Dave Elman Hypnosis and Dave Elman hypnosisinstitute.com. I'm also excited. I want to take this little moment to say we have finally gotten a live affiliate program out mm. there. People have been asking us for years. That's excellent. And so if you go to elmanhypnosis.com, Elmanhypnosis.com, you can sign up to be an affiliate. That's excellent. So we're really looking forward to that. Oh, well,
1: cool! Thanks for doing this.
0: Thank you. I'm so looking forward to. I see you all the time. I'll see you I later. Know. Bye.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com.
0: Please visit the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast listing on iTunes and share your positive feedback.